Welcome back to the Play On Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Stavros. Today we're speaking with Karen Eisenberg, director of Walt Disney's Mary Poppins. Karen is currently the artistic director at the Pioneer Theater Company in Salt Lake City. She's a New York-based freelance director and choreographer who is also serving as the executive board president of the Stage Directors and Choreographers Society, or SDC. She's directed and or choreographed a number of shows at Pioneer Theater Company, including most recently, Something's Afoot, A Few Good Men, Sweet Charity, Next to Normal, Rent, Miss Saigon, and the musical staging for Les Miserables. She's well-known in national theater circles for her leadership of SDC and as a board member of the New York Musical Theater Festival, a preeminent launchpad for new musicals. She's also a voter for the Tony Awards and has directed over 60 musicals and plays at theaters across the country. Karen, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Uh, so excited to uh, talk to you about you and uh, Mary Poppins and just the nature of getting a gigantic musical on its feet, and in the case of Mary Poppins, in the air. Yeah. Um, but first, before we talk about the show, I want to talk a little bit about you, sort of, uh, for our listeners, your journey to the to the theater and, and, uh, and what brought you here to Utah Shakes this year. Well, I am now finishing my fourth year as the artistic director at Pioneer Theater in Salt Lake City, and so I am... Truly a Utah now? <laughs> yes. Four years. That's official. Four years, right? Doesn't, isn't that some landmark? <laughs> um, and um, my first summer moving to, to Utah, I came and visited the Shakespeare Festival to meet my neighbors, new neighbors to the south and to see what's going on. And I met David and Brian and um, Scott and mm-hmm. Fred and everybody. And it was so wonderful just you know this our our little mini artistic yep. community. Our little our little Utah theater family. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, so I was thrilled when I got an invitation from the guys to come down and and do a show. Um, so here I am. Awesome. Before you were at PTC, uh, you uh, freelance director, choreographer. You've worked all over the country. Um, musicals are not, you've done many many. You've done all kinds of theater. I have. You've I done am. a lot of musicals, though. I've done a lot of musicals. I started, because I started my career as a dancer many, many years ago. <laughs> Not that um, many. Very many. <laughs> um, so I started as a dancer and choreographer and then made a transition to directing. And um, interestingly enough, one of the first things I I directed when I became a director was was a straight play. So it was great for me to hmm. jump back and forth. Um, I love doing either, both, um, whatever I'm doing. Whatever it's what I to, love. Yeah. It's sort of like your children, you know. Yeah, they're all different, but they're all they're, they're all, all great. great. Uh, what drew you? Oh, so so we'll come back to that. Um, you direct you direct both. You like both. What is it that when you find out or you pick as an artistic director a musical for yourself where you get asked like you are here what is the what it gets you excited about working on another musical or a musical if it's the first time well there's always the challenge to make it your own and i am not a advocate of you know recreating original material because i think even the original director and choreographer of a show with a different group of people in the room would create a different show. Uh-huh. So I want to use the skills of the folks I have in front of me. Actors who work with me frequently and the Mary Poppins cast have caught on to my technique. I, I call it the movie. Now, this isn't 
go to the movie theater. Sure. I can close my eyes and see the whole show. Uh-huh. I see how it goes. I see how it flows. I see the choreography. I see where light cues happen. I see the whole thing. So I listen to the recordings, any recordings available. I read the script. I immerse myself in the material, and I see the movie. Uh-huh. And, the movie in your mind. Well, and that's what it is. It's the movie in my mind. And sometimes the movie changes and we talk about the, you know, re-edits <laughs> at 3 a.m. where the the new idea comes into focus. Um, Even the movie in your mind is subject to a director's cut. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, and, and that's sort of the fun part is the troubleshooting mm-hmm. aspect to rethink how do we how do we solve this problem of a costume change that takes longer or a scenic thing that does something different than what you thought it might. Um, so it it comes in my head. It un- and then unfolds and then you get to share that vision. And then and- I get to share it. And the, and and of course the the fun thing is the the begin at the beginning of the process where the cast doesn't have enough information trying uh-huh. to understand and get into my head. Um, as as we go along, it's great because they will look at me at certain moments and go, that's not how the movie goes, is it? <laughs> no, try that again. Yeah. And, and then they know because they're there. Yeah. They're part of the vision and they're part of breaking it come to life. And they know the choices and they know how to continue telling the story in that consistent way. Excellent. Well, with a, mu- a musical like Mary Poppins, I actually started the same movie, You have we have the additional challenge um, expectation from both ourselves as, as artists and artistic, you know, as, as a theater company and also as audiences, that there's a movie version out, outside of your head. There's a movie version of this yeah. play that is its own brand of iconic um, Walt Disney's, you know, masterpiece of a film. And the musical came first. So in, the, in terms of order of content, there were these books, right, by P.L. Travers in the 1930s. That was the creation of the character. And then Walt Disney made this film. And then the Walt Disney Company made it into a musical. So knowing that that's the order, in addition to the movie in your mind, what is sort of, look, when you look at a musical like this that is based on multiple source material, how does that affect your process in working with designers and working with the actors? Tell us about that. There's expectation. I mean... Certainly, if you are anywhere near my generation, the the Mary Poppins Disney film is etched in your brain. I mean, I could probably, without reviewing it, give you a scene-by-scene breakdown yeah. of it. And we all have our favorite moments. I mean, the, you know, now the mixing of live action and animation is nothing but... 50 years ago, yeah, it, it was, was giant. Yeah, it was well, amazing. Mary Poppins and Bert dancing with those penguin waiters. <laughs> spectacular. And didn't you want to get on that merry-go-round that the yeah. carousel horses jumped off and ran down a racetrack? Ah, well, I wanted that. So stuff like that is in people's memories about what the, the show is. The, the musical sticks closer to the tone and some of the subplot of the books uh-huh. and has a little bit of a darker side to it um wanting approaching the show i wanted to balance that a little bit and and have a little more nod to some of what we remember about the film mm-hmm. while understanding that some of the darkness is really what the author intended sure. to, in the storytelling and frankly nowadays i think makes the piece resonate more, makes you really think. Um, 
about the subplot and the story of the family that needs some help to yeah. come together. Well, I, I was just going to say that that's the part that's most interesting to me. Also knowing the film very well is the, the depth that we get in the whole Banks family, not just in Mary spending this time with the children and these sort of satellite characters around them. We get to, we get to know Winifred a lot more. We get to see more about her life and we see George not just once or twice and the kids sort of relationship with them, but, uh, it's. Ex- I mean, I Is imagine it- it's exciting knowing that you get to balance these expectations from the film and to sort of be honor the honor the written word as well and create something new. Yeah, and the journey of the parents makes the story that much more interesting and interesting to adults as well as to kids. Um, that Mary is able to come in and, for lack of a better word, fix mm-hmm. the entire family is much more interesting to a adult audience than, you know, a spoonful of sugar solving your entire family crisis. (laughs) Um, I also like that it, you know, recognizes the the woman's role in the family Mm -hmm. and a little bit more of her independence and self-worth and worth to the construct of a family, I think is really timely in that time period and again a recognition here in 2016 of let's let's look at the family dynamic as a whole and everybody has a part in making that a success excellent excellent um so if you had to knowing that knowing that the task at hand knowing the work you've been putting in and as we prepare to open all the shows if you had to give sort of an elevator pitch of someone comes to you and says i'm a huge fan of the movie why should i see the play in one or two sentences what would you say to someone who loves the film and is, excited, is is on the fence about buying a ticket, what would you tell them? I would tell them that you will be able to relive a lot of the things about the movie that you adore and discover some other moments about the story that will be even more satisfying. Ooh, so I get to have my cake and eat it too. Well, that's my goal. <laughs> uh, there's obviously some very familiar songs in there: "Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious," uh, "Spoonful of Sugar." Whether or not it all flows out the same way as the film, without breaking any, uh, without spoiling anything. Right. Um, there are other, uh, you know, new and unfamiliar songs as well. But again, it all builds around this idea of Mary Poppins and the magic of the family. Whether or not it's the exact same line and exact same experience. Um, come stepping back a little bit to your work at Pioneer Theater Company, out of curiosity, you know, when, you know, Chuck Morey had been there a really long time and the job opened up, what drew you to Utah? What made you want to come from wherever you were at that point, you know, working around the country, what made you want to come live and work in Utah? I had been in Utah several times as a guest director at Pioneer. And before I came as a guest director, I didn't, was not familiar with the theater and had had never been to Utah before. Mm And right from the first time I arrived, it was extraordinary the wealth of arts and support of arts that exists in this state. Mm -hmm. That a city the size of Salt Lake, which is a lovely sized city, but not one of the biggest cities in the country, has and supports a first-rate opera symphony, ballet, theater company, plus all of the other companies across the state and in the region in such a thriving, vibrant way is sort of extraordinary. And I'm 
I will admit it. I am totally a snob. I come from <laughs> New York, born and raised there. Believe it's the cultural capital of the world. <laughs> yes, I've said it here. But Utah became like sort of on that list of, well, if you left New York, where would you consider going? Um, and it is exciting to be in that community. Yes, it's it's a smaller arts community, but it is so enthusiastic and supported in the in the state in the community at large that it's exciting um and you know usf and pioneer you know we do good work we do really good work i like to think so but i'm admittedly biased well and so am i (laughs) at, at this point but what's exciting is the folks that i have come out to utah who like i was hadn't been here before come and are like blown away this is incredible this is incredible work this is an incredible community this is a great city this is a great state it's so beautiful i've been indulging in the in the parks good good that's part of the best part about coming and working here for the summer is so beautiful it's so beautiful so um i feel like i'm um is it appropriate to say spreading the gospel of utah (laughs) i think that's Totally. We've we've been doing it here for 55 years, too. Um, cool. Then switching gears uh, one more time, just sort of to uh, get a little more about you uh, in, in this sort of James Lipton fashion. <laughs> uh, give us for you the top three musicals you, you've worked on. Like if you had to pick the th- top three shows that you've had. I know. I know. Ooh, that's why so, I say three and not just one. so hard. Um, I would say... It's, you know, it's always the one I'm working on um, is is great. And I'm heading towards doing the la- Sting's The Last Ship next fall. So right Ooh. now that's sort of pushing its way frantically up the list because I'm obsessed yeah, with it right now. And you're nearly finished with your, t- you know, Mary Poppins is and about Mary to Poppins, open and your right? work there so will be I done. Have, I have my love of Mary Poppins is, is there. Um, I am a big fan and i know they just did it here of rent uh-huh. um that was an exciting experience partially because i had a friendship with jonathan larson back in the day wow. in new york so that was kind so it's of, a cl- it's a it's a personal it's a very show. personal one and That's then amazing. um the other one i guess that goes on my list because i've done it 15 times is west side story 15 times 15 well it, uh, well it's it's a show you it's, can do. Yeah, it is times. because the musically, I mean, it I, I it is for me and it is my opinion, but I feel fairly strong about it that it is the single greatest musical score in the canon. That, Stunning. That it is musically perfect if not just about perfect. So I imagine it must be fun to come back and again and again and again and and experience the vibrance of that story and that music and the dance and everything that goes along with it. The beauty part of the beauty of it is the first time I did it I was had just turned 25 years old. Choreogra- I choreographed it and um, proceeded to, in the next three years, do it four more times. I got a big jump. Uh-huh. And then to have the opportunity as a director and as a growing up person, continue to work on a piece and refine it and tweak it and make it a little better and what about this idea and and watch as another generation of dancers with even more dance skill stepped into those roles and watch how you can make the dancing even more mind-blowing so that's fun 15 times yeah crazy right uh last thing as we go out you you know theater is a family business for you you've got uh 
your your father's a producer, you're a producer now, and and you've been around it. You said born and raised in New York. You've been around theater your whole life. What um, what advice, I guess, would you give to somebody who's thinking about a career in theater, whether it's here in in the state of Utah or they're in college at somewhere or they're thinking about New York? You've been around a lot of people. You've seen a lot of different approaches. What advice would you have? Um, it's interesting. We were talking about this at dinner the other night. <laughs> I think the thing about theater is if you really want to do it, you can't be stopped. But you need to really, really want to do it. It is a spectacular career, but it's hard. Sure. It is a tough life. It's tough to break in. And you have to love it so much that your commitment, not to just getting the job, but in the room rehearsing and doing the work is total. Um, because that's what it takes to be successful. You watch the really great actors and directors, and they are 24-7. Yeah. And they are working at their craft every day of their lives. They aren't settling back on their, I'm on a Broadway show and I'm great. They continue to take classes and study and coach and train and work and get better. And that's what you've got to have in you to sort of make it in this business. Well, we're grateful that uh, you've made it uh, a career for you and that for thank you for sharing that uh, and for sharing your time and talents with us. Uh, Karen Azenberg, director of Mary Poppins here at the Utah Shakespeare Festival and uh, can't wait to see your work on the stage. Thank Thanks, you. Karen. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Play On Podcast. Be sure to go back and listen to past interviews on the festival webpage, bard.org. Check out the latest episode released every Friday with your favorite directors, actors, and designers from our 2016 season. 